SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number three, a very happy hour of the morning after on this Tuesday right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the SportsGrid Network, I'm Ben Stevens. To start off hour number three, it is our West Coast Wake Up. Following this, we will hear from Josh Graham for some ACC analysis and insight entering a huge Tuesday of college basketball around the country and a big game tomorrow as well in the ACC. Then Megan Payton joins the show in the middle portion of this third and final very happy hour and one of the best cappers in the entire industry, Bill Krakenberger, shares some insight and knowledge to end out this Tuesday edition of TMA on the Spiz Grizz. But I mentioned it's the West Coast wake up. We welcome in our West Coast audience. And last night in Los Angeles, another really good performance out of the UCLA Bruins. Number 12 UCLA hammers Arizona State at home, winning 66-52. UCLA has now won three straight games, and not only have they won three straight, they have covered in all three of those wins as well, all booked as a favorite last night at home as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, winning by 14. Sometimes the hook can work in your favor. And it's big for UCLA at this juncture of the college basketball season because the Bruins entered this three-game winning streak or prior to this three-game win streak, UCLA had lost three of their last four games. But they have been playing a lot better basketball here as of late. Winners of three straight covering in three straight as well. Arizona State actually entered on a three-game win streak as well. But had that snap last night, and they did not cover as a 13-and-a-half-point underdog. They had also covered in three straight as well. The total last night was at 132-and-a-half, a a low-scoring affair, 66-52 in favor of the Bruins. In eight of the last 12 games for UCLA have hit the under, the 13th most efficient defense in the country, the 15th most efficient offense. So eight of the last 12 under for UCLA, Two straight unders for the Bruins as well. We are getting to a portion of this Pac-12 and college basketball season where we evaluate not just what UCLA is doing against Arizona State or other conference foes, but might the Bruins be able to make another run in the big dance? Of course, from the first four to the final four last year with many of the guys still on the roster. Jaime Hawkes, Johnny Juzang, Tiger Campbell, Chris Riley. You add in Miles Johnson, the big rim defender from Rutgers as well. There could be some value on the Bruins to make another run in March. And right now to reach the Final Four for a second straight year, UCLA at plus 500. And to win the national championship for the Bruins at the moment, UCLA 25 to 1 behind Villanova there at 20 to 1 and Baylor at 18 to 1 as well. Potentially some value on UCLA in this marketplace. Another team from the Pac 12 who is favored heavily to win the conference and has won eight straight games. Arizona at plus 750, tied for the second best odds in the country 
to cut down the nets in early April alongside Kentucky, both of the Wildcats at plus 750. And we just mentioned Gonzaga to round out hour number two. And now to begin our third and final very happy hour. Three and a half dollars of separation between Gonzaga's price at four to one to where Arizona and Kentucky find themselves at plus 750. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. The third and final hour of the morning after on this Tuesday. Sirius XM Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens in our West Coast Wake Up looking at some basketball on the West Coast, specifically in Los Angeles. Last night, UCLA winning by 14 on their own home floor in Westwood inside Poly Pavilion, Pavilion rather, covering as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. The number 12 UCLA Bruins have won three straight and covered in three straight. Let's also go to the pro ranks here quickly because we have a couple of days off from when the NBA season resumes. It comes back on Thursday night. On Friday night, the Clippers and the Lakers will play each other inside Crypto.com Arena. And right now, as you look at the Western Conference standings, it's the Clippers ahead of the Lakers at the moment in the eighth spot as opposed to the Lakers in that ninth spot. But both teams from L.A. entered the year with very short odds relatively to win the Western Conference crown. The Lakers were the preseason favorites at plus 195. The Clippers tied for the second best price at plus 550 and you see the team win totals right now and the updated team win totals for the Clippers and the Lakers entering this home stretch of the NBA season both in the high 30s for LA that being the Clippers 39 and a half in the over having the juice at minus 128 the Lakers at 37 and a half in the over still has the juice at minus 122 I mentioned though the late show plus 195 entering the year the favorites to win the Western conference championship the clippers plus 550 the second best price now very different numbers on both of these teams the lakers at 19 to 1 to win the western conference title the sixth best odds on the FanDuel sportsbook the clippers even much further down the board 50 to 1 right now to win the western conference crown as you look at it the ninth best odds so the lakers in the ninth spot in the western conference standings but the sixth best price to win the conference championship the clippers in that eighth spot but the ninth best odds at 50 to 1 to win the western conference crown that's insight and analysis for the nba's western conference maybe even the pac-12 we get some acc insight with josh graham up next here on the grid SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are going all across the country. For college basketball on this huge Tuesday right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. We are less than two weeks remaining in the regular season of college basketball in most conferences around the country. What's being Selection Sunday is on the horizon and how many teams from the ACC, a perennial powerhouse in college basketball, will be a part of the madness come the month of March. To find that out, 
in all the ACC analysis we could ever hope to have here on TMA, Josh Graham joins the show right now. A sports radio host for WSJS Sports Radio in the triad in North Carolina, the host of The Drive with Josh Graham, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, each and every single weekday. We are getting that ACC analysis and insight right now. So, Josh, thank you once again for joining the morning after. Good morning, Ben. Let's get into it. All right, so last night, as we get into it, on a Monday night at home, I said it was a can't-lose game for North Carolina, and they did not lose. They beat Louisville, a team that is struggling mightily here as of late. So, Josh, what was your takeaway from UNC getting its 20th win of this college basketball season? I think you said it right. North Carolina can't afford to lose games at home. They've been a really good home team this season, now 14-2. and and games played inside the Smith Center. Hubert Davis, he doesn't have, if you look at the quad one wins, a lot of success there, albeit they won in, uh, at Virginia Tech this past weekend. They aren't beating the teams that are better than they are, but mm. they're not really losing games that they're supposed to win either, the exception being Pittsburgh last Wednesday. That, to me, is a sign of a good coach. Hubert Davis is in his first year. He's 20-8. and eight. A lot of coaches across the league and across college basketball lose games that you're supposed to win. Hubert Davis only has one example of that, and that's why with a roster last year that was underwhelming in Roy Williams last season, Hubert Davis in his first year finds himself firmly on the bubble heading into a road game this weekend at NC State. Yeah, the Tar Heels have bounced back from that bad loss last week against Pittsburgh, a huge win against Virginia Tech on Saturday, and then last night beating Louisville as well. So the idea right now, Josh, UNC has 20 regular season wins. In any given year in the ACC, that would certainly be enough to get a berth into the NCAA tournament. But where do you think UNC stands right now as they look to get into March Madness? Well, uh, we talked recently to Joe Winardi from ESPN. He believes that North Carolina right now is on the right side of the tournament. But when you look, or the right side of the bubble, but when you look at the final three games remaining, you got a game at Duke, which is Coach K's final home game as the head coach of the Blue Devils. And it didn't go well when they played at the Smith Center. Duke won by 20 points. So if we were to assume that's a loss, that could do some damage to their resume. Where else can you boost it? Well, you've got the game Saturday at NC State and a home game in another one-day prep scenario, just like what we saw last night, where they're hosting your alma mater, Syracuse, next Monday night. I think North Carolina needs to take care of business against the Cuse and win on the road at NC State, plus probably win once or twice in Brooklyn in the ACC tournament to feel comfortable. I think, unless we're talking about the Duke win, Three wins could be enough. Four wins mm. would make you feel pretty comfortable because it would likely include a win on Thursday in the tournament, which on a neutral floor should be a quad one win. So, Josh Graham, you had Joe Lenardi on your show just a couple of days ago, but now I want you to play, play bracketologist for us here on the morning after. How many ACC teams do you believe will make the NCAA tournament field of 68? Oof. I've been firmly on five for a really long time. I feel very good about the top four, Duke, Notre Dame, Miami, and Wake Forest. North Carolina, I think, is going to get there. The question is whether or not Virginia joins them. I think Virginia Tech, it's too far of a bridge now 
for them to get there, and there's not enough left for them to try and get in their remaining schedule in order to impress the committee enough. So Virginia, that's the big question mark, which leads to one of the more underrated rivalries in all of college basketball the last decade, Virginia versus Duke. The, the Cavaliers, I was there at Cameron a few weeks ago, one essentially at the buzzer with Reese Beekman hitting the shot. Tomorrow night, following a quad one win at Miami this past weekend, the Who's in Charlottesville going to be facing Mike Krzyzewski's group tomorrow night. That is a massive, massive game. Right now, I say it's five for the ACC, but if Virginia wins that one, I think the answer might be six. And Virginia did win one against Coach K and the Blue Devils inside Cameron earlier this year. I think we're in lockstep here, Josh Cram, because on this graphic that we have made for your appearance in this ACC analysis, I have included five ACC teams, the five that you mentioned that you feel have the best shot at the moment of making the NCAA tournament and their odds then to reach the final four. So Duke at plus 270, Wake at 29 to 1, Notre Dame 35 to 1, as well as the price on the Canes, and then UNC at 60 to 1. So if these five, potentially six teams with Virginia, do make the field for the big dance, how far do you think they can go in the NCAA tournament? See, I I don't see any national title contenders out of that group. Duke, it, they're still so young. You think about it. Uh, A.J. Griffin's 18 years old, and uh, Paulo Bancaro is 18 years old, and you look at some of these others, or excuse me, he's 19, and Trevor Keels is 18. It's such a young group that you really don't know what you're going to get when March arrives, but I'll tell you a team I really like, and that's Wake Forest. Just because I'm here in the state of North Carolina, I'm talking about the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I think you had it there at 35 to 1 odds. That's a team that, this is going to sound crazy, Ben, but Wake Forest has more NCAA tournament experience on its roster than Duke does. Duke hasn't played an NCAA tournament game since Zion Williamson didn't get the basketball against Michigan State down one in the Elite Eight three years ago because there wasn't a tournament in 20, and last year for the first time in a quarter century, Coach K's team didn't make it. Wake Forest has done a great job of adding in the transfer portal. They have the ACC Player of the Year who might lead the league in points and assists, which hasn't happened since they started tracking assists in the ACC in the early 1970s. They got another guy who's an NBA prospect named Jake LaRavia who transferred from Indiana State. That's a team with experience and talent and a really good coach that you might be getting good value to make a tournament run. I don't know if there's a national championship contender in this conference, and you're not going to get good odds on Duke, but Wake Forest is the team I keep an eye on since Notre Dame has too tight of a rotation and Miami has a lot of flaws defensively. Josh, I follow all your under-the-radar ACC takes. Of course, it was on this very program that you told us that Pittsburgh was going to win the Atlant or the Coastal for this past year's ACC football season, and Pitt ended up winning the entire conference championship as well. And you have been following Wake all year, thus I have followed a little bit of the Demon Deeks as well. I love the personality of Steve Forbes. I love Jake LaRavia, and Alondis Williams is also an incredible hooper for the Demon Deacons as well. And had there been a little bit more touch 
on Damari Monsanto's three-quarter court heave last week inside Cameron. Wow. Maybe we're having a different conversation about Wake as well. Josh Graham, the host mm. of The Drive with Josh Graham, each and every weekday for WSJS Sports Radio there in the triad in North Carolina. The ACC analysis, as always, Josh, we appreciate your time on this Tuesday. I've got ACC football takes for next time. You just let me know. Already? In February? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. All right. I like that. A man with that much conviction in the middle of February for next year's fall campaign in college football has something spicy to say. Maybe as we get ready for spring practice around college football, we'll have Josh back on for those very wonderful takes. Josh, as always, thank you so, so much. More of the morning after coming up next here on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Megan Payton joins the show once again here on TMA. Stay with us on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A little bit of everything here on the morning after on this Tuesday. There's been a lot of focus on college basketball. Plenty more still to come in the college hoops landscape. But everything you need to know right now in the world of sports on TMA on this Tuesday on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Very pleased to welcome back to the show a regular contributor here on the morning after throughout the week and across SportsGrid social media channels. It is Megan Payton joining the program once again. Megan, how are you doing on this huge Tuesday we have in college basketball and really across the sports landscape? I mean, it's a a crazy day, but it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. I like the term regular. That that sounds fun. So uh, I'm excited. It's college basketball obviously heating up. I think you tweeted something really funny the other day where it's like people – should not be waiting until March to start watching college basketball. There's enough going on right now. Clearly drama going on in college basketball. Drama also in the NFL. I told you there's really no off season when it comes to football. So we're obviously going to dive into all of that today. But it's good to be back on the morning after today. Megan, you are a regular contributor. And if you remember your appearance (laughs) last week, we looked and had some fun with some fake odds we made up for Aaron Rodgers and his next destination or his next career move. Would he stay in Green Bay? At the time, that was in minus money. Would he go to another NFL organization that was slightly in plus money? And the longest odds were retirement. So when Aaron Rodgers took to Instagram overnight, maybe after a couple of scotches and feeling himself a little bit with this lengthy and emotional Instagram post where Shailene Woodley was mentioned, the Green Bay Packers organization, and the fans were mentioned. What did you make of this, Megan Payton, with your expertise in social media? Ben, my expertise is that as we talked about last week, Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in the news until July. He wants this. He likes that it's vague. He's got everyone guessing. You know he's sitting there with his scotch, you know, refreshing Twitter going, mm-hmm, everyone's trying to speculate what's going on. Got people questioning, did they break up or is he just crazy, you know, drunk 
Instagramming his ex-fiance. And then, of course, you know, thanking the quarterback room, but very much felt like a retirement post or I'm leaving. Mm. I don't think Aaron Rodgers knows. I still really don't think. I think exactly what you said. He was a couple scotches in, and I think that he just got emotional and wanted to go onto Instagram and let it all out. I'm still, after that Instagram post, I'm still saying Aaron Rodgers is at Green Bay next year. Now, maybe that could change. I think that this probably shifts the odds a bit. But at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is loving this right now. I guarantee it. He's got the whole NFL world right now trying to figure out what he's talking about. It's crazy. The odds have not shifted based on FanDuel thinking this could be a retirement post. Green Bay Packers still at plus 600, tied for the second best odds to win next year's NFC Championship. It felt very foreboding, though, of like a wrap-up and a resolution for his time in the NFL. So, Megan, you do not believe that on the Pat McAfee show that is going to start in just over an hour, under an hour, whenever that begins, that Aaron Rodgers is going to go on today and say, I am retiring from the NFL. You don't think that's going to happen? I don't know. It's so hard. I honestly, I think he's going to say something very vague again. That's what I think is going to happen. He's going to, I mean, if there's any show that he's going to tell us what he's doing, it's the Pat McAfee show, which is amazing. But I genuinely think he's going to go on there and, you know, give us, pretty much the same thing that he did in that Instagram post. Now it could change maybe, you know, a month from now, you know, we're hearing different. We're hearing that he's going to take some time, you know, away, step back, retire, whatever it may be. But to me again, why would he right now? You just said it. Packers are plus 600. They are the second favorites to win the NFC championship. Now maybe there's a lot going on in Green Bay, but my thought process is, you still have a great team with a really good shot at winning a Super Bowl. Why are you leaving right now? But what what are your thoughts? I really want to know. Well, that's the thing right now. And as we start to spin our own narratives and have some fun with this entire speculation, because I'm not sure we're going to get anything definitive today, the thought of the NFL and to have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both finishing one and two in the NFL MVP race this year with Tom finishing second and Aaron winning his second straight MVP to have both of those guys retire potentially in the same offseason and have Ben Roethlisberger on the other side retire as well a changing of the guard certainly in the National Football League I'll also take it a step further and say that maybe Tom Brady initially retired to egg Aaron into retirement for only Tom to come back and play in a wide open NFC that's just all speculation at this point so we'll see exactly Megan what he does I don't think we get anything definitive today but it did feel like a man that was wrapping up his time probably not with Green Bay and leaving to somewhere else I don't think the Broncos are necessarily in play but sounded like he was at peace with his decisions and maybe retirement on the horizon I also just think he could have had a couple two three (laughs) scotches been enjoying himself and was like huh let me dominate the news cycle because the NBA is on the all-star break yeah it's a big night in college basketball but there's not too much going on in the sports landscape right now so I'll give the people like Ben and Megan something to talk about on this Tuesday exactly exactly I think he's he might be messing with all of us but I like your Tom Brady theory that that would be I think the most dominant thing I've ever seen a player do, and I'd give them all the props. 
Yes, to get one other transcendental quarterback who has been a career member of what you have done in the NFL to retire only to come back to then okay. dominate the NFC once again. That would be truly GOAT-level status out of Tom Brady. And if that does happen, it started here on it the morning. Did. But uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Outside of Aaron Rodgers and what we might hear in maybe an hour from now, a huge night in college basketball. And Megan, we are going to go to the Big East first. Villanova ranked eighth in the country on the road tonight in Connecticut, taking on the number 21 UConn Huskies. And UConn, Megan, a two-point home favorite. I found the line slightly surprising. What did you think? I thought the same thing. I mean, and I understand that, you know, UConn's 12-2 and two at home. Villanova won two weeks ago. And, you know, you keep reading, you're hearing, all right, well, UConn has won four of their last five games since playing Villanova. But you've got to think about this team. Villanova, to me, is a seriously strong team. I really like Colin Gillespie. He's averaging about, like, 17 points per game. He's an experienced college player. So it's hard for me here to say that there's a strong favorite. Now, yes, being that it's in Connecticut, I would say, sure, maybe UConn has some sort of upper hand here, but it's hard for me to bet against Nova. And in my opinion, I think I'm looking at the odds here, and what I'm really interested in is the point total. The point total is at 137.5. That seems mm. pretty low to me. If you look at their last matchup, their total was 159. So this feels low. I don't feel necessarily comfortable on betting the spread or money line here, but I definitely think you take the over with this game. To me, it's not without a question. 137 is, that's low. I mean, I'm taking over here, but I'm a little bit hesitant on the spread. I probably would say Villanova would come up on top, though. It'll be close. And that total has risen a little bit from late overnight yesterday at 137. Now, 137 and a half. So the market, Megan, certainly working in that way. Villanova has been great here as of late. As an underdog, though, so far this year, Nova, not all that fantastic. Just one in three against the spread, but only a dog once in Big East play for the Wildcats of Villanova. And they won that game against Xavier outright. I think it's very enticing to think of Villanova getting two points tonight or maybe even a money line sprinkle on Nova, even on the road against UConn, but a tremendously impactful game, not only for the Big East title race, but as both of these teams now are trying to trend in a positive way into the month of March. So from the Big East, Megan, to the Big Ten. A team on a slide right now, Michigan State has lost four of their last five, and they or a road underdog as well tonight, getting six points against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa now into the top 25. Are the Hawkeyes, Megan, continuing to trend in the right direction? You know, I think that they are, but this game, again, right now, Iowa minus seven, that's a bit much mm. to me because I understand it's in Iowa. Yes, they jumped back into the top 25. Michigan State falling off after their loss to Illinois, who's ranked at 15. Yes, games in Iowa. But to me, a seven-point favorite is just too much. And I feel like though Michigan State has had their issues and they've lost some, you know, important games, you look at their last two losses, they've been really close. So for me, you look at their kind of losing stretch here and you say, well, their defense has still been playing really well. So when I look at the odds here, I would take Michigan State to cover. But if I want to get a little risky, 
I'm not that opposed to taking them outright because there's a lot oh. of value at, I believe it's plus 205. I think that's a bet that I feel kind of confident in. I think they're angry. They're ready to win. They hate that they just got taken out of that top 25. And I think, as we said, it, they have been close games and their defense has been performing pretty well during this time. Yeah, plus 205 for MSU on that money line tonight. It would seem that Iowa is trending in the right way and that the trends would back up the Hawkeyes as a favorite tonight, 12-9 and ATS. But there's something about Tom Izzo and the Spartans as we get closer to March that especially when they need a win, they can get a win. We shall see. Megan Payton from all over Sports Grid joining us here on a Tuesday. Megan, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ben. So much fun as always. Of course. More of the morning after up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. A huge Tuesday night in college basketball. Within the final two weeks of the regular season for most of the high major conferences around the country, which means Selection Sunday, less than three weeks away before we begin the big dance and the NCAA tournament. So now we welcome on one of the best handicappers across really all of sports, but has a special love for college basketball as well. It is Bill Krakenberger back on the morning after on a Tuesday. If you need more insight and knowledge than Crack is about to drop right now, make sure to check out the Crack Wins app as well. So Crack, we're here in the home stretch of this college basketball season. You love college hoops. What have you been monitoring over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I can't wait to get to the conference tournaments now. You know, late February basketball, very, very tough on almost every single pro I've known forever. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. a tough. I know the, the sharpest syndicates in the world back in the day when, uh, you know, Billy Walters used to have Michael Kent as his handicapper, the old man, Doc Midland, who's, who, uh, you know, had some of the sharpest. These are the sharpest two, literally – at one time, we're known as the sharpest two college basketball syndicates. Always struggled, uh, even February or late February. So it, it's a tough time uh, to win betting college basketball right now. So I look forward to get to the conference championships, the, the conference tournaments here. Listen, early in any season, early in college football, early in college basketball, always the best time to bet. Um, you know, not making any excuses, but even myself, I've had a rough go over here the last uh, the last two weeks. So uh, I, I'll actually maybe even scale a bets back a little bit, but uh, I'm still firing away, though. You know, I, I still do bet. And, uh, of course, looking forward to March Madness here uh, and looking forward to the conference uh, tournaments, which which I, I've, I've done well over the years. And March Madness, I don't think I've ever lost to March Madness, especially the first two weeks. Look forward to, uh, yeah, I'll wait and save that for when I'm on. I'll look forward to, to sharing some tidbits there of uh, some some strategy I have that has been successful year after year in in, uh, in uh, March Madness. So, But some big games today. You said it. There are some, you know, trying to get some seedings there. And, and uh, you know, there, there is a, a couple big games. I know the Villanova game, always people 
Uh, you know, I have a friend that graduated from Georgetown, so he's always uh, battling back and forth with his brother who graduated from Villanova. It's unbelievable, actually. Two guys graduated from the same uh, conference there. But, um, you know, Georgetown last year was uh, a Cinderella story there for that conference, though they did get eliminated early from the big dance. But uh, this year, uh, the different team, I, it's a different, I don't know how many games in a row Georgetown uh, lost at one time, but uh, hopefully Ewing has them uh, ready to go a little bit and maybe they can come back around. We'll see. But that's a big game tonight, though, you know? My own opinion after – this is like one of the conversations. By the way, in case you didn't know it, you're going to know it now. I go out to uh, to, to breakfast every morning, and uh, a guy in my building who, who – uh, very good guy, been around for years. He's owned 26 restaurants. He's the one that graduated from Georgetown. Very successful entrepreneur. He knows everything about the programs on the Big East. So him and I were talking just yesterday. We just don't see any of the teams – going very far this year. I know people think Villanova is uh, maybe, but uh, I just don't see any any of the teams from that uh, conference going going far this year. Yeah, some pretty long odds even on Villanova right now. 20-1 to 1 to win the national championship. Providence 80-1 and UConn, who Nova plays tonight, 100-1. to 1. So, Crack, let's start there with this game tonight in Hartford, Connecticut between the Huskies and the Wildcats. It's actually Villanova as a two-point road underdog against UConn tonight. You talk often of key numbers, and we've mentioned them in football, the numbers of three and seven for the NFL. I believe, Crack, that two is one of those key numbers in college basketball. Why is that the case? It is. Two and three. Two, three, and five, actually. And and you're getting me to talk about this, you. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> something I get screamed at for. I know it. But, uh, yes, two, three, and five are the keyest numbers in college basketball. It's when they mean the most. In other words, if you were to buy onto the number two or onto the number three, let's use those two numbers, and you're, you're laying a $1.10 each way, uh, you're laying 10 cents extra to buy it onto the number, well, I'd rather buy onto the two or three than buy onto the 10, 11, nothing in double digits, actually, but nothing even high, like six, seven, eight. Um, the, the, the buying onto the lower numbers where the outcomes seem to show up more. The bookmakers really have these lines down pat this time of the year. So it's, it's vital to, to get those uh, twos and threes. If you were to lay the real number, and I was taught this by one of the sharpest, I'll put him in the top three sharpest people I've ever met in my life. I met him in the late 90s, and um, he, he's obviously very, very wealthy. Uh, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, he really taught me this. If you were to lay, if you were to actually, uh, the real price that two and three is worth between $1.15 and $1.17, uh, I'm sorry, an extra 15 cents or an extra 17 cents, which would be $1.27 or $1.25, you could lay $1.20 at some books. Or, you know, something I notice, boy, I'm giving away a good nugget here. Um, the books here in Vegas don't really offer this. As a matter of fact, I can't name one sports book that offers this in Vegas. But yet, on the East Coast, I get the FanDuel's, the DraftKings, and, and almost every book really offering this. They have that alternate line. And um, while some sports books know uh, what the value is, others, I could still find some alternate lines that are worth at least what they're charging or, 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 or even worth much more. So uh, keep your eye on the alternate lines. 
especially when these games count. Now, of course, they all, they count through the whole season. I understand that. But there are games where that really counts, especially coming here and uh, starting in 10 days with these conference tournaments. But then again, you want to know what teams are really geared up to win their conference tournaments or which ones maybe are, are, are don't which coaching staffs don't take it as serious as the big dance. Very good to know that. Yeah, it's huge to know that because a team like Villanova that has dominated the Big East in the regular season, winning three straight regular season titles in seven of the last eight, they might not need the Big East tournament crown as much as another team on the bubble needs to stack up some wins. So all very important as we enter the postseason and the month of March. And often, Crack, throughout the regular season, you're not looking at the best teams in college basketball. You're not looking at the Gonzagas or the Kentuckys or the Kansases on a nightly basis. But as you evaluate the futures outright market for the NCAA tournament, how would you advise the casual sports better to look at future prices right now in terms of cutting down the nets as a national champ in early April? Well, it's funny, Ben, you just said something to him. I'm going to go back to it real quick, then I'll get to your answer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't look at the futures market. So you're telling me Villanova, oh, you guys just put it up. You got geniuses over there. Villanova 20 to 1. Oh, is that, that's the national championship odds. Okay. But, but yeah. the, the odds to win uh, are Villanova 20 to 1. And yes, I think you said Connecticut was 100 to 1. Is that, I think that's what you said. Right. So Correct. now look at these two teams are playing each other tonight. And you would say, well, how can the team that's 100 to 1 be, be given points to the team that's 20 to 1? Every game has unique circumstances. So exactly know what you're up against there. Like, personally, I probably be, would be looking to go against the public, and the public would probably look at this game and say, how can Villanova be an underdog in this game? You always want to think outside the box and, and think to yourself, um, what is the public on and what the bookmakers rooting for. Now I'll get back to your, your odds that are up there. Now, I haven't personally searched on these odds. I don't. I think you guys know from me being on this show for a couple of years now, I am not one to jump onto a futures market, taking those low numbers, and every sports book has them. Uh, the four to ones on Gonzaga, I'm not looking to take that. I'm, I'm looking to take maybe a, a little bit of a higher ranked middle tier, not even on that first side of that page. Maybe some of the ones on the second side are, you know, looking maybe at the 15 to ones, uh, 20 to ones, or even you could take 10 to one. But the best thing you do is search all your different outs, search all your different spots, and you could see where uh, you can get some 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 value there. If you know someone like myself, if I have out here in Vegas, I have Circa, I have Westgate, I have uh, you know South Point, I have so many different future books to look at. I know that if someone's beating on odds like a Circa odds, I know that probably uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a halfway decent bet. Uh, but, I, but again, I still do want to search all, all the odds to make sure. So, uh, again, not really looking forward to taking any, any futures on, on, on a short money. And, uh, and if you want, maybe a middle-tier team there. But you, then again, uh, I would even suggest maybe wait. Maybe wait, and you could do like I always say. You could parlay the money line. Uh, when the brackets come out and just start, uh, you know, it, sometimes that equals more than the, the futures price you get. So I know I'm like a, almost like a broken record talking about that, but Hey, uh, people should know that those odds are out there. They're, they're in a 20% hold or more compared to a straight bet. That's only a four and a half percent hold. So there's, there's other ways to go about it. You don't have to just jump into that, 
futures market. But then again, people just want a nice ticket they can have in their hand and they can say they're rooting for this for 20 to 1 or something. I do understand it. You have to remember to parlay every single game. Uh, for someone like myself that has a lot of outs, mathematically that's usually worth it because I can get the best number. But I understand people have limited bankrolls. And uh, if they do have limited bankrolls, which most people do, they should be betting percentage of bankrolls. Shouldn't just be jumping in and betting, you know, twenty percent on the future. That's for sure. I think that's very wise advice, though, especially when it comes to an NCAA tournament, because Gonzaga is the unanimous number one team right now, crack, and they've been one of the best teams in college basketball all year. But it's a tournament; it's rather random that on any given night, if Gonzaga is not having their best performance in the Sweet Sixteen. They could go home and they're not cashing that plus 400 favored ticket where they stand right now in the national championship. So, Crack, we'll get some more of your advice for the big dance in the NCAA tournament over the coming weeks. But are you also a guy that has a bracket or do you just focus on individual matchups for the NCAA tournament? Individual matchups. I, I, there's nothing in a bracket for me and I know they have lots of free contests out there and um, I would recommend people taking advantage of that take advantage of your boost and your uh, at your sports books yeah. out there so like I'm sure FanDuel will have some kind of a contest where they put some money up for, for people I recommend everyone doing it it's a free shot gives you something to root for and more importantly to me uh, because I'm always re- promoting responsible gambling it gives you right. something it does give you a sweat it gives you a sweat it gives you something to sweat and it's real money involved. So uh, I have no problem with anyone getting into a into a bracket contest. It's just not something I do. I like to bet, um, you know, uh, let me be blunt. You mentioned that team. We're going to get into it in the future. I'll look to bet against the Gonzagas of the world where I know I can get an extra point. And trust me, you will be able to get an extra point uh, betting games, especially first half games uh, against them teams because no one's looking to bet you know, the, the team's playing Gonzaga in the first half. I can guarantee you that. But guys like me are, and we're going to get, we're going to talk about that during March Madness, too. Yeah. We certainly will. Plenty of great advice and insight coming from Bill Krakenberger, one of the sharpest in the industry in the weeks to come as it pertains to college basketball. Crack, as always, thank you very much for your time. Have a wonderful Tuesday. Thanks for having me on. Take care, guys. A huge Tuesday night in college basketball awaits. Our best bet for this big Tuesday in college hoops is up next on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ending our three hours together here on a Tuesday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. If you have been with us even for half an hour of these three hours on this Tuesday, you know that we have a huge night ahead in college basketball. The NBA is on the all-star break, the NFL in the offseason, the NHL certainly in full swing as well. But the focus on this Tuesday, less than two weeks left of the college basketball regular season is on the college hoop slate. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye on this huge Tuesday night of college basketball, it is time for our CBB best bet. It is time for bye bye bye.
I think the host of Betting Above the Rim, Keith Arizari, tuned in to see our Bye 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 live in action right now as we set you up for a Tuesday. And one of the best conferences, maybe the best conference all year long in college basketball has actually been the best conference in all of college football. And that pains me to say as Big Ten Ben, that would be the SEC. And we have a great game tonight in Gainesville. And if the odds are any indication, it will certainly be a dandy. Arkansas, a slight one-point favorite on the road in Gainesville against Florida tonight. The Gators fresh off an upset of Auburn at home on Saturday. But Arkansas is playing some of the best basketball, not just in the SEC, but all of the country. The Razorbacks have won 11 of their last 12 games. They have covered in 11 of their last 12 games as well. I'm not so sure this is a letdown spot for Florida. I just think Arkansas is playing really, really good hoops at the moment. And I think they can go on the road tonight and pick up another crucial conference victory and then look at the hogs and their value to win the ncaa tournament at 80 to 1 arkansas laying one tonight on the road against florida the bye 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 best bet for a huge tuesday of college basketball the morning after each and every weekday right here on the spiz grizz it starts at 9 a.m eastern time i'm ben stevens and we'll talk tomorrow